for Pertot. Fake it to him. Trubisky rivals one down the sideline and open and making the catch is Josh Bellamy. And then he stayed on his feet. He would have scored. Bellamy, first catch of the night from the 22-yard line now. Trubisky stepping up, fires down the sideline. Robinson makes the catch, but a flag is down. St. Jeffrey to the left. Look his way, makes the catch, gets the first down. Bowles sidearms it, and it will be caught for the touchdown by Golden Tate. The trade is officially worth it, and it was working against Sherrick McManus, who had to replace the injured Bryce Callahan. Second down and 10. Trubisky hangs in the pocket, throws, and it's going to be caught by Allen Robinson. Tremendous night for him. So now it's fourth down with 10 seconds. still five seconds so they've got to get back he does it again crazy upright crossbar all right i'm i'm sorry to start you off like that bears fans you you are the best and you're the most loyal fans and I'm so sorry to start you off like that. But how about Nikki Foles? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh man, if they trade Carson Wentz is the biggest mistake ever. But that's not what the show's about today. And if you're a Bears fan and you turned the show off already, I totally understand. But if you're still here, I am proud of you and let's get the show kicked off. If you're gonna give me hope, you gotta do better than you're doing. All right, this is your favorite sports podcast for Money Talks and BS Walks. Ooh, that's brilliant. Bringing you a New Year's resolution episode, but don't worry, we won't be talking about how much you should be going to the gym or how much better you should be eating. I mean, I'm definitely not going to be eating much better. But but we're going to we're going to instead look at the sports side of New Year's resolutions, and we're going to look at the best New Year's resolutions that you guys sent in and the ones that I I most am in support of changing. So the first one we're going to we're going to look at is uh, I like the idea that had been brought up about an MLB trade and free agent deadline at the winter meetings. So this has been the most boring off season and last year wasn't much better either. Okay, so now what? The the reason this one feels more boring is that we built so much hype up for Manny Machado and Bryce Harper to be free agents and even Clayton Kershaw was going to be a free agent until he signed his extension. But there there hasn't been that big deal. It's been boring, and we're still waiting on Machado and Harper to sign so that other people can sign. I mean, we were celebrating the Andrew McCutcheon deal at the deadline. He was a former MVP, but it was nothing close to what we were expecting. So I say we set a deadline. We say it's the end of free agency and uh, trades that are there, – there's a gap from the end of winter meetings till the first week of March or something like that to where – to where we'll actually get some moves done before before the end of December there because this is this has just been boring. You have one sport in the NBA that understands that this new generation and is making it more and more opportunities to score. Uh, that's what the fans want to see. They cut their shot clock down on second chance opportunities to 14 seconds to keep the game moving. Baseball is 
really being a stick in the mud and not accepting the changes that do need to come. I think this would be a step in the right direction. All right, I really like this one. I guess let's go with this one. So the the number two I'll go with is N- NBA. That are, aren't you guys sick of watching these teams tank? Oh, here we go. There's there are these super elite teams at the very top. You got the Raptors, you got the Warriors, and you got any team that LeBron James is on. Uh, you can you can add in the Celtics. They've got depth. You can add, and we can start nitpicking. The Thunder look great, but they're, they're, those teams in the basement. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Hawks. I'm talking about the Wizards now. I'm talking about the Suns. These teams that have been in the lottery, kind of how the 76ers did it. They were in the lottery for almost it was four straight years there. I think we should start punishing teams when they're in a lottery uh, pick three years in a row. You're going to start losing fan base at that third year. You've been bad three years in a row. Nobody's talking about you. I mean, that that should be some kind of penalty. I don't have the specific penalty in Actually, I'd love maybe maybe we can do another segment later sometime. Talk to Ben about this, Ben Huff, our NBA analyst. But I I I, I think there should be some kind of penalty after three years. I it's it's a little bit out there, and it's like how can you punish a team that's struggling? But obviously they're refusing to to spend on free agents. They're they they're trying to lose to get the best best player in the draft, the highest pick they can get. And at some point, uh, we got to find a way to limit this so teams are more competitive. And don't lose their fan base. Okay, let's see here. Let's let's switch over to football now. Let's start. Let's start with college football. Okay, so obviously the idea to open the playoffs to eight teams is is a big deal right now, and I I agree with that. I think we should open it to eight teams. I don't think it'll solve all the problems we have with bowl games. I mean, we have a lot of problems with bowl games. This every stadium was empty this year, uh, but. That this eight team will solve one thing, and that it'll take the blame off of Notre Dame. There's going to be no more Cinderella teams with this four-team playoff system. Now that Notre Dame got killed in the last BCS uh, against Alabama, and now they made the playoffs and got killed by Clemson. So Notre Dame kind of ruined it for everyone. They were the Cinderella, not in a conference that had the pristine to make it, and they got crushed. Now they're always going to be hesitant to put in a 12-0 team that's not in a major conference or in a conference at all. So this one has two parts. I have one that said Notre Dame needs to join a conference. I do agree with that. I think they need to join a conference. If you're already in, I think they're ACC for basketball. Yeah, they, then they should just join one for football too and just have a protected game against USC, Boston College, and Michigan. I mean, that's that. there you go. But uh, Notre Dame has ruined it for all Cinderella teams like UCF of getting in now, and I think we need to open it to eight teams just to get them off the hook. Thank you. Okay, let's stay on the topic of football. Uh, the NFL. So the NFL, this was a real interesting one that, that I liked. So there are eight head coaching vacancies in the NFL. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot of vacancies. What I didn't notice was there are no general manager vacancies available right now. All the general managers are staying. And I'm not sure if you go organization by organization, a head coach will have more say on what personnel they have and what moves they make. But for all eight teams, you're telling me that the GM has no blame for these teams that have been bad for a while? Like, look at Arizona. Arizona Cardinals, no surrounding cast for Bruce Arians. The Miami Dolphins never made a big pick or signed a really big free agent. I mean, they signed Ndamukong and Sue, but <laughs> now he's doing great for the. Before we get into too many details, there's got to be some blame that falls on the general managers here, too. And, it, you know, putting a Band-Aid over 
over a leak in a ship is not going to help. The ship the ship's still going to sink. Uh, at some point, there needs to be a change in the front office for for some of these teams that have been in the basement for a while. And I I, I don't think we should we 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 should let eight head coaches get fired with no general managers having any responsibility. All right, let's finish it up here. I'm going to keep it short this week for you guys. Do you have any other questions for me? I, li- I like this one, the NBA Ben Simmons. So let's talk about this. Ben Simmons, right? He's a point guard. He plays the one, and he runs. It. He does a great job of passing. He's great interior at scoring and drawing a foul. But Ben, ben Simmons has a 0% three-point percentage in his career. He has not made one over almost two years now. Can you name another player in any sport with uh, that big a hole in their game that's so important to their position and they're still an all-star? Because Ben Simmons is still making an all-star campaign. I mean, the the position these days for point guard and, and, and the one and two position at the guards is all sh- you know shooting is so important. It's, it's the basis of your game. Pa- yeah, passing and getting... Uh, good ball movement and assist is very important as well, but the way the scoring is shooting is is where it's at. And Ben Simmons can't can't shoot from outside, and yet he's still an all-star. I mean, we could say Shaquille O'Neal for not hitting foul shots, but that that's always been a problem for centers. It just amazes me that Ben Simmons can be an all-star with such a big hole in his game. I mean, I, th- there's is there any correlation to another sport where we could say that like I mean there's not like a quarterback in the NFL that you I mean you could Alex Smith maybe that he can't throw it deep but that that's a stretch I mean it, there's nothing in baseball I mean uh, bunting's dead anyway it's like a guy who can't bunt but that's still not I mean it's not a crucial part of their game it's not a crucial part like Alex Smith has to throw the ball down the field or else he's going to play like Nathan Peterman no, Alex Smith was a very successful quarterback still in his game style. And it's it almost seems like everyone else, if you couldn't shoot from the outside, it would be detrimental to their career as a point guard, except for Ben Simmons. So this person's New Year's resolution was to accept Ben Simmons as what he is. And that's that's a unique guard. We're never I mean, we definitely don't see one right now like that. But I, I will give in to that, and I know I've been preaching like he's got to work on his outside shot because it'll make him unstoppable. It still will, but I will accept him as the all-star he is and what he does and not hurt his all-star value just because he can't shoot a three like I was before. All right, that explanation went a little longer than I wanted to, but, you know, you got to give credit where it is. I mean, I, I don't think I could think of any other per- person that has such a flaw in their game that's so important to their position that could still be an all-star. But if you have any other New Year's resolutions I didn't touch on that you think are more important or whatever, I'd love to hear them. Send them in. Uh, we can do. I'm gonna. I want to do an article on it, and uh, so you can send them in to moosesmulligans.weebly.com. There's a contact part there. Uh, you can tweet at moose Stryza. You can follow us at uh, Instagram at moosesmulligans, and go to facebook.com/moosesmulligans. Give us a like. Also want to thank our sponsor, Somewhat Ace. You can go to somewhatacebandcom see all the information on their new album. Uh, great apparel, great t-shirts available. Go to somewhatacebandcom And we're also brought to you by Brava. Go to brava-arts.org. That's B-R-A-V-A-A-R-T-S.org. 
get all the latest information. Um, beautiful Nutcracker. I attend them. They do amazing shows. And just like that, thanks for tuning into this amazing show. This is your favorite sports podcast for Money Talks and BS Walks. Thanks for tuning in.